This is a Cosmic Octave original podcast. Me and Jake running down the street with a handful of comic books kicking ass and yeah. banging chicks and drinking beer. No, not and me. Smoking I'm not weed. me. I'm married. Oh, yeah, well, I'm married. Jake. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. I'll panel off topic with Jake and Tyler. Ladies and gentlemen. What? Welcome back to a regular episode. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, we had our Halloween spooktacular. I don't even know who you are anymore. It's been so long. It's been a long time since we rock and roll. It's one of our longest episodes, over two hours. Good stuff. What? Uh, the spooktacular. I wasn't in it. So episode sixty nine. Oh, it wasn't. In it. I don't listen to the ones that I'm not in. Yeah, this is episode <laughs> seventy now. We're moving past it. Sixty nine point five. Also, but here's the thing. Here's how things worked out for us, uh, programming wise. Sixty nine point five. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Here. I don't know why there's like a whip sound. Right. Here. What's going on? All of a sudden we just yeah. All of a sudden we're barstool sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't work. I gotta. I'm gonna break this damn thing. <laughs> you motherfucker! Crack cocaine. Back mm, to the show. Sounds good. Thanks, Glenn. Um, <laughs> thanks for keeping us on track. Hang on, I gotta make a phone call. <laughs> How much does that crack cost? One million dollars, bitch. You better do my fucking taxes. No, Alex. Too. Alex, you owe one billion dollars. I want to just remind Whoa. you. Whoa! Every podcast. Every podcast. Um, this is an interesting. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Alex. Um. If uh, uh, could you um, tell us how much you have to pay for being a fucking shitty human being times ten? One million dollars. Billion. Bitch. Billion. A hundred. Sorry, a times a hundred. Be a B. Billion. Right. Uh, so this week is going to be more of a regular episode, but we do have a very special bonus segment at the end of the show. Uh, it is the twenty fifth. When this episode goes live, November seventh mm. is to the date. The 25th anniversary of Starship Troopers. Holy shit. Look at us. Holy shit. So it goes Halloween Spooktacular, Starship Troopers, 25th anniversary. Duh. And then Wakanda Forever. Duh. But we'll figure, I, there's some things in my personal <laughs> life that, well, I'm about to be serious. There's some oh. things in my personal <laughs> life that might not uh, make it possible for me to see Wakanda Forever, but uh, when it comes out, I'll probably see it later, but. I'm sure Tyler will see it, and Tyler will give his thoughts. You know, it's on really it. funny that uh, you were saying a little while ago that you were about to fire me. Yeah. So you and you're pushing it. You're really fucking pushing me. It, I am. Yeah. You're fired, yeah. dude. Because you I'm, are. You are nothing but garbage. Yeah. Nothing, nothing but garbage. Gaina. Gaina. Nothing but garbage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The macho man says you're macho garbage, man. Yeah. So let's talk about some stuff today. Also, we were going to talk about Andor, but I am behind. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it might be better if we just hold off a little bit and just do a huge like season uh, review, um, and just kind of do it in one. That sounds great. Session and do that. So we will. Shit. Oh wow. So, but I I've heard great things. I I like three episodes. I I haven't seen episode seven or eight. Is, was it episode nine this past week? So I'm like three. I ep- believe so. I'm like three episodes behind. So uh, I got to catch up on that before I want to talk about it because I've heard nothing but good things on Twitter and uh, reactions. And I already liked the show. So uh, I'm excited to see where it goes, uh, especially because I know that Andy Serkis is in there uh, in the 
episode nine. Or I never knew. It. I never realized it, but if you say his name and you don't see how it's spelled, it, it l- yeah. sounds like circus, like he's in a circus. Yeah. I wonder if he was raised in one, maybe. That would explain the all British these, circus. That would explain how he's so good at being all these weird characters, you know, like he's just got that carny nature to him, right? <laughs> that circusy nature, right? <laughs> Um, so what are we talking about this week, Tyler? This week, well, we're not talking about Andor. We still have a lot to talk about. Uh, first, I wanted to talk about, because you and I kind of talked about this off mic before, mm, mm. Uh, and there was this rumor still floating around that Yahya Abdul-Mateen II mm. is rumored to be Wonder Man. Yeah. S- uh, Simon no, it's, been, it's been officially... Has it, though? I thought it did. I don't, I don't think I've seen anything from Marvel themselves. Now, I think a disgusting film, which is a pretty <clears throat> a pretty reputable source, uh, they um, mentioned it, that it was like confirmed. So I, it probably is. I, I don't know. I'm still always cautious about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's just get into that. So first of all, Dynamite Hire, because Yahya Abdul-Mateen... Uh, is fantastic. He's he. We, we, yeah. I'm excited to see him get another shot at Black Manta in uh, mm. the second. Aquaman he did really movies. good. Uh, I, I I I've seen him in two projects. I have not seen Ambulance or Candyman, but I did see Watchmen and uh, Aquaman, and he was great in two very different roles. I feel like, and so that tells me that he's able to kind of you know shift his what? personality or or, his, or well, whatever. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to it, especially um, with the way Marvel kind of handled She-Hulk and things like that. They're going to go much more meta this time because he's a he's well, an actor. Well, because he's an actor, yeah. Right. In the comics. What's really refreshing to me, and it's not that refreshing when you actually boil it down, but all of the backlash about this has nothing to do with the race swap, which is awesome. It has to do with Nathan Fillion uh, being <laughs> up for it so many times. But when you break it down... Yeah. Aren't these people upset that a white guy didn't get it and a they, black guy did? They amazing. This is the funny thing because for this, but I, I don't want to make it all all the time about race. It's these trolls. Who no, do. no. It, it, right. Well, and that's what's funny is I I was actually like looking for it when I was coming up with the Griff report this mm. week, and I just wanted to see out of curiosity if anybody because th- trust me we because we, that was going to be my point. Yeah, we don't my need point to see is, it. Don't nobody, go out and make a video because no, yeah, no, there are there yeah. are, yeah, but they're course, like channels with like. You know, like our number of subscribers and views. <laughs> so I'm not gonna like. We're fighting a losing battle. Why would I punch parallel when I should be punching right, up? Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so that was a fucked up laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're ZZ Top. How 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 how? Yeah, I got the top, and you got the top. But you, if you shut uh, up. I I have not seen Candyman or Ambulance either, and I'm with you. I've only seen him in. Uh, Aquaman and Watchmen, I thought he was fantastic as Dr. Manhattan. I, I thought it was really good about it is, I understand that the show itself is a sequel to the graphic novel, right? but that movie, uh, Zack Snyder's movie, is so close to the source material, you can almost still run a parallel well, to it. There's, yeah. Other than the, the obvious of, it, of them keeping the canon octopus ending do you versus remember, the bombs. Do you remember... I just want to get to my point. I, I, what I was trying to say is, he does a great job of doing Dr. Manhattan because Billy Crudup did an amazing job in Zack Snyder's movie. And you, th- I feel like Yaya did a great job of mirroring that performance, also making John his own. Mm-hmm. And I really thought he was great as Dr. Manhattan. Um, That's all I wanted to say about that. No, if you've ever seen Dr. Sleep, uh, the movie, um, the book is a direct sequel to the book The Shining. 
And in The Shining, the original book, the the uh, Overlook gets destroyed. So when the guy's making the movie version of Doctor Sleep, he's like, "Well, how do I reconcile this?" Because in the in the movie, it wasn't destroyed. In in the you know Kubrick, uh, Kubrick version, version yeah. right? So how do I do? How do I give homage to the original movie adaptation of The Shining, while also being true to the book Doctor Sleep? And what they opted to do instead was they kind of tweaked the ending of Doctor Sleep so that they could have the hotel intact as it was in the movie universe and i don't know about you but to me the watchmen series it isn't really completely clear and it's kind of ambiguous on purpose whether it's in the universe of the comic or the or the movie adaptation i i I think what makes it definitive in the comic is the octopus well, but there's the fact that he there's made a lot the fact of, that they made a whole episode I'm about saying it. It's pr- it's it's purposefully um, vague whether or not it's definitely follows the comic or or the or the Zack Snyder interpretation. It's vague, and that's what I like. That's why Watchmen works so well because you can take it either way. Well, according to Alan Moore, it was embarrassing. Yeah, well, uh, Alan Moore is embarrassed by everything that ever. Yeah, well, well, to be fair, sorry you can't read. To contracts. be fair, Whoa. he does have a point. Oh, absolutely, DC fucked him. DC fucked. Him. Um, but anyway, back to Wonder Man. Uh, but I like it because I, I think he's gonna be. I yeah. think he's gonna take a good. I, I think hopefully they'll kind of. Um, it'll actually take be, some cues from She Hulk a little bit. Yeah, it'll be fun to see him have. I think they're definitely gonna make it a little bit more comedic because I don't mean what, Wonder Wonder, Wonder yeah, Man I has mean, like in the comics dealing with the celebrity of superhero. In the comics, they've made Wonder Man like high, like giving him a lot of like power level or whatever. And you and I have He's talked an ionized human yeah, being. And you and I have talked about power level and all that stuff. But I think you could still make him a power, make him feel powerful. As a superhero, but also still have some fun with the character because you you should and yeah they've already laid the groundwork with She Hulk and this is what I, this is what I kind of feel weird about with Phase Four with what Marvel is doing and then going into how they're going to approach these Disney Plus shows. Oh because, please, no because <laughs> because you can <laughs> Phase Four has been frustrating on some points where I could see like I have liked pretty much everything that's come out, but. I'm not going to pretend that Moon Knight doesn't have flaws. Look, I love Thor Love and Thunder, but people can have their criticisms of that movie. I think that's valid. There's fair criticisms, yeah. I did not like Eternals. You liked Eternals. Like, th- there were just... There, and, you know, it's the same thing we were talking about with, like, how we're back to phase one. We're trying to figure what, out... you didn't like Eternals? Fuck you. I never, ever mentioned it in a podcast ever. Um, but, you know, like, we're kind of back we were with phase one. We're still trying to figure out what, what's going to happen. That's why it's and, exciting. But that's why it's exciting. But yeah, hear me out. Because we got to see Sam Raimi direct a, a Doctor Strange movie. We got to see, Taika got to do his own version of, of that, of Thor. And we saw a lot more creative expression. We got fucking Werewolf by Night out of this. We got WandaVision. We got, so, yeah. so while it can be frustrating at times, I think the broader picture is, I like the idea that She-Hulk exists. They're like, oh, we're doing comedy. And like I just said, Werewolf by Night, we're dabbling into horror. And I, and it, you could... Dude, I I don't want to give this idea away for free, but you could shoot this like a reality TV show. You could make it a mockumentary. Oh yeah, easily. Absolutely. They're following an make actor. It off- make it like The Office or uh, Parks and Rec. But here's here's another idea. Yeah, I had. That's actually a great idea. I was thinking about Werewolf by Night, and I was thinking about Man Thing. What if you did like a Blair Witch found footage style, sh- like uh, document, like special presentation, hunting the Man Thing. 
or search of man thing and make it like a horror movie of these people keep bothering like trying to find the man thing and he like yeah like i don't know i thought it'd be fun to do that but you made him too like good because man thing's not a bad character but you made him too way to go fucked it up way to fuck that up way to fuck up our idea before we even had it but this is what i mean this is what i mean werewolf by night open that door wait what do you mean Werewolf by Night opened that door to have an idea of like, oh, what if you did like a weird like found footage movie with man thing? So I think this is going to be following a similar route of She-Hulk. I think it's going to be a little bit more humorous. Mm. I would like to see it in like a mockumentary style. I would like to see, you know, maybe make it like a comeback story. Like he's a failed actor right. and like, you know, how, well, that, want to do that's that. the, the, the being a superhero brings back his acting career. I, I, I have... I, I pretty much followed, like, I, I, I read comics pretty regularly, um, very regularly, from the time I was pretty much born and knew about anything, until I was probably 13 or 14. So, um, we're talking, you know, um, we're t- or I think it was like 15 or 16, so we're talking like early 90s, and I know what's transpired in comics in the last 30 years or so, um, so... I, I'm more inclined to, you know, from what I can tell, Wonder Man has not been a huge comic book character for the last 30 years or so. He was kind of big in the 90s. He had his own comic series, and it was all about him trying to reconcile being a superhero with trying to make it in Hollywood. And it was actually a really excellent comic book because he had, like, a girlfriend who had, who had a, um, she was a single mom, and she worked, like, at a, uh, like a coffee shop or something, and and it was a good way to show how detached he was from like real life, um, you know, and how often she would get in trouble because she knew him and stuff like that. It yeah. was like, well, shit, I can't really be. It it was a great deconstruction of what it's like to be in love with a superhero, or what it's like to be in a relationship with a superhero, right. or how the superhero perceives it and how he. I'll- I liked it. I liked the character. I like the idea of doing the mockumentary style. I think it should be more comedic. Well, here's how I know it's going to be more comedic. Uh, ben Kingsley's Trevor Slattery yeah. is returning, so he'll okay. be in the show. Cool. So obviously they're getting into more comedic tone. And that another would be reason, great. That would another be great. reason, yeah. Bob Odenkirk is in rumors that to would, be attached to the series. That would be really great if they showed uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen as, as Wonder Man. Um, gosh, I wonder how they could do it because we haven't seen him. Well, I, I mean, technically we haven't seen him in the MCU yet or any reference to him. But what would be really awesome is if they had Yahya Abdul-Mateen acting like he can't act. You know, like like uh, yeah. Trevor Slattery is his acting coach. Yeah. And so Which he's is like, another reason I think he's it'd be a great, fun to he's do a, a documentary. Yeah. yeah, he's a great, like, he's great as a hero. Jesus Christ, Kevin, just give us a call. God damn it. Why do we keep giving you these ideas for free? Well, I think they probably, you know what? If they're smart, they'll make him a stuntman who gains yes, powers. Yes, yeah. And then he'll be like, well, now I got powers and I can be an actor. I can take the lead role. And they're like, no, you can't because you suck. See, and, and this is the to thing. To me, in the comics, it was always a kind of an in-joke that Simon Williams was not a very good actor. Well, I like the, and I like And the, he only got parts because he was a superhero. I like the idea that we're starting to desert, and I talked about it with Daredevil and She-Hulk and all this stuff. I like- Was that that thing? Yeah. That's, you're it's pretty powerful. You're directly in front of it. That's well, why. fuck you. It's a, it Let's keeps go. the rooms nice. <laughs> Smelling stinker gets away the musty scent of my manly base. Musk, the must um, of the musk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk's and rumors to be attached. I think 
Uh, That'd be great if he was like. His but agent. I, I love what Disney Plus is doing and providing a space. Watch him area. Shut up! I like that Disney Plus is. <laughs> Such a jackass. I'm sorry to fuck it through. <laughs> you like what Disney Plus is doing? Fuck sorry. it. No, I want to hear. No, the show's so- over. <laughs> <laughs> it's given a space for uh, these smaller heroes to kind of get their shine, you know? Yeah. And it's a way to introduce. And I think doing the nine episodes, like, I would watch a nine episode, 30 minute Wonder Man show. I think that'd be interesting if that's a comedic tone. Yeah. I mean,. Is what it is. Also, real fast, She Hulk's writer, our head uh, showrunner, mm-hmm. Jessica Gao, mm-hmm. uh, she, she said that the biggest troll of this show, they wrote it three years ago. Yeah. And it still works. Yeah. And it will still work next year and the year after that, however long these fucking losers are around. Well, until somebody t- puts a foot down that is ma- Hey, honestly, what it's gonna the, take, the community's mm, growing. The community's gonna, is growing to like push back on Right, but what it's going to what it's going to really take is it's going to take one of these people who is making money off of this stuff to put their foot down and say enough. I'm not I'm not giving any more money to this shit. And to be public about it, to say I'm not giving any more money to RK Outpost. I'm not giving any more money to these guys. The reason why is because they're fucking humanity. Yeah. They're fucking the com- community of man. Yeah. Mankind, and we're not saying and like. All right, them kind. <laughs> and I want to be. Wanna and again, it just goes back to I was surprised yeah. that none of them made a big deal about the way swap. We think it's you know because why it because hasn't they don't come fuck out when they don't fucking care. It's also and technically not official, right? So. And the algorithm isn't friendly to it yet. The minute it becomes right. algorithm, because they're bashing on fucking Wakanda forever, and it's not even out yet. Really? When yeah, because they just bash on anything that works for the algorithm. So, and they uh, haven't even what, seen it. What the fuck do they get the problem with? And, and, okay. We'll get there. I can understand, like, like, I can't, but I'll try and get in the mind of somebody that can like right. that stuff. Yeah, we have to, so that we can uh, t- figure out how to turn them away. Well, because... From that. Listen to how they talk. If mm. you go into a movie expecting to hate it, why should I trust your opinion? You should go in objective. Yes, you're going to have preconceived uh, notions of it because of a trailer or what somebody said sure, about sure, it, you know, sure. word of mouth or trailers or sure. whatever. But you, should, there's still that most people, normal people, they sit down and are like, let's just, I'm going to experience this movie, what it is. There are movies that are really bad that you can objectively be like, okay, this is a bad movie. But like I, an American Carol? Um, or like Laquisha that we're going to be talking oh about God. In, in soon. Black Adam is a perfect example um, of of how that worked for me. Like, you wanted more from it, but but how much did I trash it coming up? You to didn't it? because you enjoy- no I, no I totally trashed it like oh, on the show like it. leading up to it right. But when we actually went to the movie, wasn't I pretty open minded? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, let it because- give me. Because most normal people don't go into a movie ex- wanting to hate it. Most people go into a movie wanting to like it. And if they don't like it, they'll just be like, ah, oh, it wasn't for me. You know what's great is being surprised by how much you like something. And that's the experience I got with Black Which Adam. Is, and another reason that I, I liked it a lot more than and, I thought. And it's another reason why I'm excited that they got a guy like Yaya Abdul Mateen. I also kind of hated it as much <laughs> as I thought I would, too. Yeah. But it, that's, I, 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 mean, I think it's exciting that they're going to get. I, it definitely leads to a more comedic tone, and yep. it's something that the MCU. The, the, we have talked for so long about how we get upset about the formula of the MCU. I'm not that upset and, with it. I'm a Marvel fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but but people are getting fatigued. still looking for that check, Kevin. 
people are getting fatigued, and now you you got to find ways to to entertain them in different ways. And I, I like the idea. They've already done it a couple times, and I liked it. So mm-hmm. more of that. Speaking of MCU and the Disney Plus Vision can, Quest, can I, Vision Quest. Sure. Can what? I just say one thing real quick? Um, whenever I read like these critical uh, things about like, oh well, you know the the MCU tropes. And how it's always, we don't need any more origin, you know, da, da, da. I, I, I just got to say, I'm a comic book nerd, and I, I, don't, I don't really care. Those same, um, same people that say we're past origins need, yeah. insist they need a scene knowing right. that ha- uh, Kate Bishop could right. be a good Hawkeye. Like, they need to see her trained. Even though, when they saw Hawkeye and Thor, they just accepted that he was a master, master archer, and right. we didn't need a whole scene to explain why I'm, he was great. I'm just, I'm just saying, Let's like... Let's move on. No, I'm just saying, like, uh, what the... Fine, go ahead. Well, I, what? I'm saying that most of the criticism of the MCU, I'm like, dude, I, I, I just love seeing these movies. I don't, <laughs> I'm, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not sitting there going like, yeah, enough origin stories. I, I'm like, give me four more. I'll, I don't give a look, shit. I'll, I love comic book movies, so I'll, I'm a nerd. And, yeah. I'll admit, you're probably the same way. I'm a lot nicer to comic book movies, if I'm being honest, because I love them. But I mean. You know, I can still enjoy a movie that's shit. Like, Venom is a shitty movie, but I still enjoy it. Black Adam isn't a very good movie, but I still enjoy it's, it. It wasn't terrible. I mean, it's... But that's what I, it, it, too much uh, of our culture is so black and white. Yeah. And it's so... You can't look at something like this objective. Like, you cannot watch TV or read a book or wa- uh, watch a movie, play mm. a video game, and have an objective response because it's a subjective matter right people are always going to pull different things i can't i can say i feel like this movie is shit but i can't definitively say it's a shit movie i would say like again there are exceptions like loquisha where (laughs) across the board objectively no but um like uh going going with black adam like you know my my um like if i had to give like a letter grade like my first instinct is like seventy four, seventy five percent, which would be about a C, C plus, right? But I also that sounds rough, so I'm like, okay, B minus, but that sounds too good. So it's kind of like if fuck. Also, the also, gap between C Tyler, plus and B minus is huge. Tyler, most importantly, most importantly of all of this, it doesn't <laughs> matter, man. Either you liked the movie or you didn't. <laughs> Wait, you don't. Care about my opinion? No, your opinion sucks. Oh, can we talk about that later? Yeah. Cool. I don't want you on my show. You piece of shit. No, I'm kidding. Wow. My show, even though we started together. But but you ever notice That's that like the di- if you're trying to grade something, well, like I said, I'm much nicer. The distance between C plus and B minus is huge. That's yeah. the difference between saying right. I kind of liked it and I kind of hated it. I'm someone who's like objectively says Green Lantern isn't that bad. The t- yeah, the but the I've tried Ryan to Reynolds watch movie. it since then, and it's fucking it, terrible. I'm s- it's no, 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 no. It falls apart in the third act. The first, really, the, when he gets introduced, when he becomes a lantern and he goes to Oa, that's not bad. Yeah, it's, but you have to slog through all the other shit to get there. It's not even that much. Oh anyway, my god! Vision Quest is the potential. Fuck. Shut up! Is the according? This is according to uh, I think this is a Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Vision Quest, the potential series, which is casting a writers' room next week, will be about the vision. Kevin, we're open. <laughs> About the vision trying to regain his memory and humanity, I hear while the focus this is a source close to Marvel mm-hmm. uh, that the focus is on vision. Word is there's a possibility for Wanda Maximoff to appear, which would make sense given their interconnectedness between the two characters. Uh, we obviously know that she's not dead after mm-hmm. uh, Multiverse of Madness. 
I don't see this is the problem I'm running into with Disney Plus. While I just said I applaud it for having the space for these characters and you can explore more things. I don't want to watch an Agatha show. And as much as I like Paul Bettany as the Vision, what are we going to do with this Vision show? If we cuz this is all rumor. We don't even know if this exists. Sure. How are you going to do are you going to do the they already kind of did the Tom King run where he has a family a little bit with Wanda? Uh, WandaVision, mm-hmm. so maybe they'll try that again. But like, what do we do? Like, so those so Vision is trying to find himself, right? I don't know. What do you, what do you think this goes? Like, if this is a if, show, if they're going to take an opportunity to really flesh out the character of the Vision, of Vision, I'm all for it. But don't I you- trust? Uh, here's what I would like to see. Actually, I would like to see a Legion type of show, which is very very um, cerebral. And very yeah. oh yes, I would love because it has I've to be. I've not watched it? it. I've heard it's great. I've not watched it, but I've I've seen a couple. Episodes. But doesn't doesn't a series about a synthetic being finding itself? Doesn't it have to be well, fucking wacky and cerebral right. and fucked up? The oh, this and is, is this real or not? This is what's this is what I'm trying to figure out. So I think Disney Plus or Disney's plan for the MCU on Disney Plus is so convoluted. I just don't <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to do because. When it, I remember, I'm just loving it. Give me more content. I don't give a shit. Well, we keep still waiting for that well, check. Well, Kevin. clearly, Falcon and Winter Soldier is meant to set up, you know, Captain America: New World Order, which I just feel like there's so much filler in between. Well, that's, I liked I liked Falcon and the Winter Winter that's Soldier. Opinion, I, I liked Wandavision. I think Wandavision is necessary to set up, you know, because that clearly sets up Doctor Strange, and like. There are a couple projects, and Loki is setting up like, oh, it's the like, but it feels like Loki only existed to be like, there's a multiverse. You want to know my biggest criticism? And it was, it was about Loki, right? Being like coming to terms with this version of Loki, coming to sure. terms with who he Isn't becomes. Isn't that worth telling? Here's my biggest. Criticism. Every story is worth telling. Here's Every my biggest is. criticism of the MCU thus far, at this point, after 15 years now. Not a lot of it is rewatchable. And a lot of it is in the moment. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. remember how I told you that I was gonna like, you know, binge like Loki, and stuff? I've never done any of that. Want to know why? Because I wouldn't. I don't think I would enjoy it. Because I saw it once, and all the things that I got from the first viewing is all I wanted. Now, yeah, I have rewatched almost every movie in the MCU. I I don't think I've ever rewatched any shows, any episodes. Maybe an episode if somebody wa- didn't see it and I was watching it with them. But generally, no. And so... Um, She-Hulk is the only one that I've watched. I would binge that because it, like watching that all in one clip would be kind of fun, I'll bet. Uh, um, Luke did, and he said he really enjoyed it. He I'll said bet. he liked that they were shorter episodes because he's the kind of guy who just waits and Well, binge. how many is it? Nine? Nine. So, yeah. Nine. That's four. That's like five hours. That's a nine. Five, six hours, yeah. That's, that's a not weekend. not bad at all. Could do it all in one day. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh uh, nice. well, no. She Hulk is the only one that I, <laughs> that I kind of rewatched <laughs> because uh, my in laws were in town and they had not they had not watched like the last three or four episodes. Right. So we just went through and watched all of those, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is a show that's easily re- that's She Hulk is the one of the few ones that's rewatchable." Moon Knight is so fucking disappointing. I, yeah, I don't want to rewatch wa- it. That's a show that would have benefited from at least two more episodes. <laughs> At least two more, um, and th- the, the see, thing, and that's the thing too. That's the problem is the format. Why are we do? Why are we doing like, six episodes? Right. It seems like so many of these shows are setting up something at the end, and, then, 
and then the whatever was planned either just doesn't land or it's nothing. It falls back on the Marvel tropes of we've got to have a CGI fight. Right. WandaVision was an interesting introspective show. Mm-hmm. That was weird. And it was that's WandaVision still might be the only with one a giant fight in the sky. But it still ends with that. Yeah. And WandaVision is one I think you could go back and rewatch just because it's so much of a character study. But I I think there's a way to make it good, obviously, because mm-hmm. and I like I'm conflicted. <laughs> the reason I'm conflicted because I'm like I don't know if I need to know more about Vision. I feel like I've learned so much about him. I know who he is. Like, and the show helped a lot of that of building more relationship with him. Because yeah, when he's mixed that line, I mean, who doesn't like well up at the line of like what is what is grief but love persevering? And yeah. it's like fuck, man. Like those moments are great. But then at the same time, I'm like, but yeah, I kind of do because Paul Pettney's so good. He's so good in the role that I'm like, it's just, it's the same thing with like the minute Hugh Jackman was like, I'm going to play Wolverine again in Deadpool 3. I'm like, I'm fucking in. I want to see that. <laughs> so I'm kind of in this space of like, I would love to see Paul Bettany do the character again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not mad about it. I just Narratively, I'm just wondering how they're going to take it. And I think right. you're right. I think they should do something, again, like WandaVision. Like Legion, that's very introspective think, and, and experimental yeah. and psych- psychedelic, even. Yes. Go tie back to his 70s origins, you know? And here's the thing, though. I'm totally okay with a lot of these shows kind of being. What's the. Just there. Yeah. Not necessarily being. Furthering the overly, narrative. I don't care. We just talked about how we liked that Black Adam was tied to the D, the broader DCEU. But hey, that's him right there, right the there on my wall. Yeah. Uh, Wait, isn't that Shazam? No, because he's his suit's black. Well, where's Shazam then? Shazam's not on there. It's Black Adam. That's fucking stupid. Well, they would have Shazam instead of Black. Well, why Adam. is Hawk Girl on there instead of Hawk Man? Huh? Because they're trying to be inclusive. Freaking woke poster. <laughs> we got a we got a person from Condock and a lady. Unbelievable. And a Martian. What the hell? He ain't even from this planet. An Amazon? God damn. Wait a minute, Tyler. Is that as, a- Tyler, as we're describing this, it's almost like comic books have always been super diverse. Is that two Kryptonians? Motherfucker. Yeah, what the fuck? Why is there Supergirl and Superman? Thanagarians, Martians, Kryptonians. Fuck. Fuck. There's an Atlantean? God damn it. I am... You and your speed force. I'd like to see how they do it. I don't know how they're going to do it. Um... But, you know, like you're saying, is there, is there a reason for something not to exist? No. Not in art. Make whatever you want to fucking make. Yeah, I don't care. I, look, you know how little I think about the amount of money I pay to Disney Plus every month? And you know how much content I get from that? Fuck yeah. Have you watched uh, Tales, from the Je- Tales of the Jedi no, yet? No, I need to. I haven't watched that yet. No. I'm so behind on Star Wars shit. All right. So, fuck, man. I, I think the jury out on Vision Quest... I. I hope they keep that name because that name is just right, fantastic. Right, but I hope I hope I think we're both on the same tip of like he sh- it should be focused on because we we both agree we like it when it's more character driven and yes I have my crit- like Loki is a good show because mm-hmm. Loki is still a character driven show right I just so when you look at grand scheme of things right. what does it all mean is Vision Quest going to lead to him becoming back or Finding himself to be the vision that he was and then joining the Avengers? Like, what are we doing? Here's what... Okay, so... What is Wonder Man in, doing? In, in Captain America, the first one. West Coast Avengers, do you think... Yes, so Wonder listen. Man? So oh. listen. I'm Captain listening! <laughs> I'm listen. excited! I'm listening! 
So Captain America the First Avenger. Lay it on me. I know you know about the uh, Easter egg of the original Human Torch showing up at the World's Fair, right? Then what? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the dude in the red suit at the beginning of the movie? Uh, what movie? Uh, Captain America the First Avenger. I don't remember that. Okay, so... <laughs> So, Why'd you flip me off? I hate you. Just no. get on with your goddamn pitch. Okay. So in the comics, um, when uh, the uh, the Vi- Vision's first origin was that he was originally the original Human Torch and was retrofitted by Ultron into the Vision, okay, with the help of Hank Pym or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Um, and then during the Vision Quest storyline from John Byrne, he revealed... That they caught up with Dr. Phineas Horton, I think, the guy who built the original Human Torch. And this is not Johnny Storm. This is an android dude from like the 30s and 40s who fought with Captain America and Namor and Spitfire and Union Jack and the invaders against the Nazis and stuff. Okay, And he had a sidekick named Toro, which is the baddest fucking thing ever. So they revealed that he was never the human torch. The vision was never the original human torch, completely different things. And that just fucked up all continuity. So what I would like to kind of see, I would kind of like to see them somehow bring in that Easter egg from like the second or third ever MCU movie that has never been fucking. Yeah. You know, Hey, you're bring, You know what you're bringing back to me? You're bringing back motherfucking Samuel Stearns, from motherfucking uh, the Incredible Hulk, which has almost never been referred to. I mean, oh, the sometimes. fact that we're getting a leader, yeah, right. So you know what? Let's fucking go back and tie up these goddamn loose ends. And the Vision Quest could be a great way to reconcile that Easter egg, what the fuck it was, and whether or not the Human Torch still exists me, in the MCU. Let me ask you this. Yes. Be confusing as fuck for movie well, audiences. Why the fuck is the leader in the Captain America movie? That's what I'm still trying to figure. What do you mean? Why is he in it? We'll find out. Well, they're they're gearing well, up for a, a, a also, Hulk movie. Also, it, but they want to have the it, leader. Well, yeah. it also points to me that 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 the rumors about that expiring is true. Uh, that Disney is going to get the rights to Hulk back pretty soon. Um, yeah, they pretty much play the waiting game. Hey, Universal, we got time. Yeah, we'll keep just putting them in shit. Yeah, you fuck. Um, I went back and rewatch when we do a, our other show, one shots. For Hulk, I went back and rewatched the Angley one. It's not that bad. I, I love. I, I think the we were. One. I think at the time people were too harsh on that movie. Oh my god, yes, dude! You know how groundbreaking that was to show like comic panels. That's it's, so fucking cool. I will say, in some scenes, he overdoes it. Of with course, the, with the comic panel. Sure, I'm like, dude, just focus Fair. on one person. Fair. It's okay to set the camera down once in a while and just focus Fair. on two people in a room. Fair. <laughs> and you really can't get past the gamma irradiated poodle. Hey. That shit was amazing. That dog fight. The poodle is awesome. The dog fight's great, but the poodle. And he smashes it. It's a poodle. It's a giant angry poodle with like a fucking poodle cut. That's scary. Oh shit. my god. Whatever. I'm gonna. You know All what? Right. I'm gonna get a poodle pit bull mix for my house. Just to jack it up. Just on gonna hump gamma. your leg every time it comes over. I don't have the sounder on my phone. Which one? Grifter report. Fuck. Well, you know what? Here's the new one. What the fuck? You were just playing that a second ago. God damn it, you fucking trash. Fucker. This fucking soundboard. Son of a bitch. Think of the fucking comedy. The Grifter Report. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That guy went aggro on my phone. God fucking you damn it. You dumb shit. Fuck you. I need a Steam Deck. Um, I got a Steam Deck. Uh, you need some steamed dick? There's a little button thing that you can Is put Is that your, a thing? Not a dick. Like a... Th- <laughs> <laughs> Gritcher Report. Now, we're going to do things... Welcome like, to the Hunan Dragon. We're gonna, can I get some steamed dick? Shut your dick? hole. Uh... <laughs> That's such a very aggressive. I don't way. appreciate you referring there's, to my mouth as a there's hole. There's well, one time I had a teacher say, "Let that cut under your mouth heal, or the cut under your nose heal." Wow! I was like, "Damn, that's pretty good." Shut my mouth. I got it. All right, so let's talk about some grifters. Um, in today's grift report, is a little bit different than usual. We don't have any clips to play. I feel really bad for but but little, we, little Jake. But we have some stories to tell. He was a good teacher. Uh, <laughs> We used to have the thing we called Bell Ringer. We start every class with like movie quotes or like song clips, and it was fun. Uh, anyway, today we're talking about some filmmaking grifters, some dudes who want to break into the uh, the entertainment industry. They're saying, you know what? We're sick and tired of woke Hollywood having a say. It's time us white men who are never represented <laughs> have a say, right? Although I will, I will, I will say. Uh, it is funny because now they're all making their own blank verse. So there's Eric July, who goes by, when he used to be a rapper that went by Young Rippa. He kept that name, uh-huh. started a YouTube channel, oh started hanging, doing the old anti fan grift. Like, oh, oh, fucking Miles Morales is a token character. And I'm like, okay. So are you. Oh! Yeah! Anyway, so he makes the Ripperverse, and then this other dude called The Ripperverse? Ripperverse, because he's young Ripper, Ripperverse. And then. Why? Kelly Ripper, can you get some lawyers already, please? Kelly Ripper! Wouldn't that be great if That'd she was went after him? Like, that's my The reason name. I bring that up also is because there's a guy named Josiah Rises that d- contributes to Geeks and Gamers, and he has the epic verse. Everybody, so I was like, I wanted to propose to you that we change this segment. That's the best thing you come up with. I want to rip a verse. I want to change verse. I want to change the title from the Grifter Report to Into the Grifter Verse. <laughs> <laughs> and I will sell that T-shirt, Grifter Verse, because this is what it is: rip a verse, epic verse, epic verse. Yeah, that's. I mean, you guys didn't spend a lot of time on it, and you're not very oh, creative anyway. You know what? I, Either you did spend a lot of time of it. On it, and you have just terrible ideas, or you didn't, and you just are ter- you're just terrible. I think we should live react to the trailer for. Eddie oh, can we? We can. What? We'll we'll get to that. Oh, Let's God. get to this first. What? Tra- there's a trailer so, for it. For what? <laughs> it's literally like this really cheesy announcement trailer of what it is. That's for it. Epic Verse. Yes. Oh fuck yes! And there's a website. It says oh. Epic. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that. So my first, nipples shut are up. Hard. Shut up. We're not talking about wow. that. No. Wow. Right now, I, I say shut up too much. I apologize. Yeah, shut up. Fuck you. All right, so first filmmaker <laughs> we're that we're going to be talking about. We're great friends. Okay. And I say filmmaker very loosely, uh, <laughs> is right-wing blogger. Yeah, anybody can be a filmmaker. Right-wing blogger Vox Day. <laughs> he was in the process of making his own superhero movie starring... Can we take a moment Starring. of silence and think about how ridiculous your name is? Well, that's a made-up name. That's a I know. That's what yeah. we're going to do. Just a moment of silence. Fox Day. Now let's take a moment of Kay. silence because you thought you could make a movie with a superhero that was a confederate. <laughs> confederate 
stars in bars on the fucking costume superhero. And that, you know what? I was thinking about this yesterday. Because we, we talked about doing another... The another hubris. Because <laughs> we're talking about doing a couple, like, like once a month special yeah. episodes. Yeah. And we were going to do this new one called Dumpster Diamond. And <laughs> we were going to find these really shitty, dumb movies. And we are going to oh have fun God. with it. Because uh. of this movie, it led me down to Loquisha. That's where I got the lead into Loquisha part. But, like, this motherfucker thought he could make a movie starring a Confederate superhero. And not Don't they have comic books already? They do, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And they still don't get it. Mm, it's no. like no. you're you're trying so hard to be edgy, dude, and it's so stupid. And you're racist. Like, I, look, I I don't think it's a stretch to say it's racist to make a uh, Confederate fucking yeah. super. Rebels Run stars the main character Rebel fighting a global police force hunting down free thinking conservatives. Oh my god! So this man clearly lives in reality, right? Very much yeah. <laughs> in our reality. Uh huh. Whoo boy. Uh, yeah, isn't uh, isn't the comic book like her mask is like or his is like? Oh, uh, it's a sh- it's a she, yeah. But it's it's like literally like. Yeah, the mask. No, the stars and bars are front and center on the chest of yeah, her and costume her and her mask. Like it's pretty fucking. It really doesn't hide her identity at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're trying to get funding for this movie. They ra- apparently their fans raised like up like up to a million dollars. But here's what mm-hmm. happened or up to 2 million dollars. So mm-hmm. here's what happened. Vox Day's background makes it un- this is from Daily Beast who broke this story. Uh Vox Day's background is makes it unlikely he could secure traditional funding for a film, so he turned to the Utah-based Ohana Capital Financial <laughs> which marketed itself with the slogan Banking the Unbankable. Boom. That look we're going deep into the Grifterverse because this guy who grifted him, Vox Day, genius. Because he's like, I'll know how I'm going to get all these stupid dudes who think they're being silenced, free think- free thinking, air quotes, conservative. Yeah. Uh, I wish it had been us. Free thinking just means you're a dumb shit at this point. Like, right. Honestly. Um. So the report said he transferred one it's, million one yeah. million dollars. This is uh, as we're recording this exactly two years ago. Uh-huh. The report said he transferred one million dollars to Ohana on November fifth, twenty twenty, to be held in escrow. Uh huh. But the founder of Ohana Capital, self-proclaimed crypto billionaire James Wolfgram, was a scammer. Right, was a con from artist the front. I read this. F- faked his wealth by doing things like lifting photos of pricey cars yes. from the internet. No, he literally and crypto cryptocurrency wallets holding millions of dollars to share on his Instagram feed. He literally would like go into parking lots where like there was like a Mercedes and have a dude follow him and take a picture of himself in front of a Mercedes like it was his car. It's, it's like a... And these fucking people bought it. <laughs> so, so this... So this this, Why this don't guy, you ever take a picture of your own car in your own driveway? So, so well, I don't have a home. I mean... Your, put yourself in the hilarious shoes of Vox Day. You write this... And I'm not going to read Rebels Run. I'm sorry. But if you no. make your superhero confederate, I'm turned off. I'm not going to give you my yeah, time. Yeah, and you deserve what you get, bitch. Oh. Wow. Him. He's a, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's He's a dude. Still, so. Yeah, that was really bad. Bitch is fine if you call me in a bitch. I think. No. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it just didn't land, it did didn't it? It didn't feel right. It didn't feel no. right. Anyway, so put it. So he's got My like, bad, how am I gonna market this pro Confederate superhero? But I can't get anybody to do it. Oh, I know. This guy says he'll bank the unbankable, and he's got all these fancy cars. Right. So he couldn't be lying to me. 
That's what an idiot. But what does that, dude? Again, what does that say to you, Vox? If you have to be like, I need to go to someone who says, "What's his real name?" I don't care. No, I want to call him by his. I real don't know name his real fucking name. I know name. he doesn't like it, so all right, I'm gonna look uh, it. I, I, it was in the article. I just put Vox Day, but no, it's fine. It says it says more about you and your project that you are so desperate to get financing for it that you went to this where it says banking the unbankable. Because yeah. why? If you really believed in your product and thought it was fine, why not take it to a regular bank? Right? Why not? If you're, you're get if laughed you're so, out of the bank, if you're so. If you believe that this is okay to have in free speech, why do you, like, come on. I don't feel an inch of, of sorrow or pain because you made a pro-Confederate superhero. You hey, deserve hey, it. Hey, Theodore. There, you know, sometime, hey. sometimes life hey. can be good or bad, black and white. You know, it does. What's his real name? Theodore. Theodore Beal, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just going to call him Theodore. Teddy Beal. Teddy. Hey, Teddy. Theodore, you fucked up. Yeah. Also, um, what's wrong with Theodore? It's a pretty good name. I like that name. Yeah. Why, why are you going to be such a, such a punk about your own name? Fed. <laughs> Theo. Theo. Theodore. The, the row. The. <laughs> hey, it's the. So. Hey, what's going on? So that was. Shorten it. Everybody, moment of silence for Rebels Run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck them people. Ah. Yeah. Hey, how much did you lose? One million dollars, bitch. <laughs> hey, Alex <laughs> Jones is calling people bitch. I don't feel so bad. I bet you wish you had. It's Thor's weapon. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it time for the pew pew quip section of the show? Pew pew quip pew pew. Quip. So that's if not there's one thing I can't stand. That's not the only mm. grifter. Yeah, this is the best part. Making movies right now. Yeah. Our buddy. If, if it RK Outpost himself. Yeah. Ryan Cannell. If it wasn't so scary, it would be hilarious. Is starring in his own movie. Yeah. He uh, He's starring in the movie created by Geeks and Gamers contributor Josiah let me guess Rice's, the, Let me guess the title. Is making a movie with Epic Verse Studios. Mm-hmm. What is the name? Epic Verse? Yes. The name is uh, I'm Ryan Cannell and I'm, I'm the best looking, smartest guy ever than everybody else. <laughs> Close. It was not enough good <laughs> white people is the name of it. No, that's not really the name of the title. You know what though? You I totally would have. I totally would have bought you it. You believe? I totally would have bought it. You believe? I'm trying to find the poster and show it to you. But Ryan Cannell himself is uh, in this movie. It's called Green Grass, and it's also a terrible design because oh, the G God. for the green and the grass is one G. And it has R E E N and R G R A S S, and I'm like. Come on, man. You can't be putting one G for both of them. But as a new added on treat, I, I lo- think it's time. They don't have a trailer out for this movie yet. Shit. But. Fuck. They do have a trailer announcing what the epic verse is. Uh, so I think oh. it's only fair that we watch this together. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. We will commentate. Uh, All right. So if, if there's an issue with audio, I do apologize. I'm trying to. We can paste it on or whatever. Later right. or anything. So here we go. This is titled. Fuck it. Right, Epic verse teaser, a commercial of fire. It already sucks. This has a commercial of fire. Okay, what does it say? For years, for oh, we're reading the description. We've had to deal with Hollywood's woke onslaught yes. of destructive agendas in their films. That changes today. Oh, I want to read the whole thing. That changes today. That's why we launched Epic Verse. At Epic Verse, we care about excellent stories and respect for our fans. Really? So you're gonna let your fans? Okay. I, I want to point out. 
this Josiah Rises guy is full on like right wing nut job. The like, comeback starts today. Together we can win. Will you join us? That's literally the video. Fuck like, everything you just said. He says in the video. Ah. Uh-huh. So you just ruined the video for yourself. You no, but it doesn't work because I mean, no, I want to hear what he has to say. All right. But no, like he's That's full on QAnoner, anti-vaxer, doesn't believe douche. Joe Biden won the election. Oh my god! Yeah, so this is the kind of people. So he's he knows that he won the election, but he also makes money off of the lie. I'm sure. So here we go. We start at a clan meeting. I mean, in the, his backyard. <laughs> Big truck with some lights. For years, we've had to deal with Hollywood's woke onslaught of destructive agendas in their films. Oh, that yeah. changes today. That's why we launched Epic Verse. He's just moving his hands a lot. There's At not Epic a lot. Verse, we care about excellent storytelling <laughs> and respect for our fans. Uh-huh. Things Hollywood has forgotten. So follow Epic Verse wherever you can and tell your friends. We can't win without you. Okay, real quick. I want to point out this man looks like you, how you would imagine an incel would look. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the way this guy moves his hands, he's never touched a woman in his life. And normally, I would not say these things and be mean like this to someone, but given this guy's political... No, you put your shit out there. I'm going to fucking tear you down because you're fucking actively trying to hurt people, you piece you're of right, shit. You're right, you're right, Ty. Oh, oh, he, 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 he's burning up the Hollywood sign, How Tyler. did he do that? How did he do it? Oh. Goddamn fucking cheap CGI. I'll be honest, I've seen this. I wanted you to just watch it. Look at oh. this. It's going to make... The embers of ashes of Hollywood. That was terrible. That doesn't even make sense. The comeback starts today. Will you join us? <laughs> you are the most uncharismatic douche <laughs> nozzle. Oh my god. The comeback. Wait, wait. The comeback starts today. Yeah, so Can when he points us? at the camera to say the comeback starts today, he takes too long of a beat before he puts his hand up. So, like, there's a good second. Like, you heard it in the audio when we pipe it in. You'll, if like, this guy has any sort of, like, motor skill issues, I apologize. I really true. do. We don't However, want to be ableist. Right. However, I don't think so. Um, because it's just awkward. Yeah, you just look like you just should not be on camera, and you should not be. <laughs> hey, you that's why like he's you, directing. You look like you should go back to your job at the goddamn Dollar General, motherfucker. Hey, he is forklift certified, son of a bitch. I didn't say he didn't work in the warehouse at Dollar General. I'm just saying he's forklift certified. You treat that man with respect. Does he say that? I just made that Is up. That part of his bio. He, I would love it if a comic book would, writer. Did you? You saw him. You wouldn't be surprised if he. Absolutely he, not. I wouldn't be surprised if that guy became a security guard because he couldn't make it. He couldn't pass the cop test, the psych test, the cop test. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Security I, guards are failed fucking cops, and cops are all fucking failed bullies. It it goes from one thing to the next. Uh, yeah. So I, I just want to real quick show you the poster. So I just showed you the poster. Uh, yeah. What wow. Did you, what did you think of Ryan, our leading man, Ryan? Not enough good white people in the Batman canal. I think they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna fit that name on a poster, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think he's fuck him. Um, whatever. I don't see how you could look at that guy and say, yeah, that's my leading man, because I've never seen him act. But given his personality, I don't think anybody would want to actually share the screen with him. But you know, look. Regardless of how you feel about anything, anybody making fun of another person being ex- being murdered, yeah, they're not a good person, right? It doesn't matter whether the person. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, hey, he was no angel. 
these fucking people. You know, you know that he said shit like of that. Of course, of course, of course. That was the defense of every but yeah. Greengrass can't wait. To I will not give Epic Verse any of my money though. So we won't. Why would I? Get, this, if I'm not gonna spend four dollars on Laquisha, I'm not gonna spend four dollars on this shit heap. <laughs> I was joking. And you, you know what the funny thing I is? Don't give you know what the money. funny thing is? It's gonna be this thing of like, well, it's gonna be crowdfunded, but it's not going to be. Uh, like what they did with the Ripaverse. It's not going to be public, so we're not going to know. Because, I look, maybe the dude get... Which did, means nobody will see maybe it. Maybe the dude get, did get $3 million. Sure. Sure, maybe. But I'm not going to say that Glenn Beck didn't have some input in that. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. You work for Glenn Beck. Just huh? saying. What? Ripa, no. young Ripa, Eric July works for Glenn Beck. No. Yes, he does. Wow. He works for the Blaze. The big piece of shit? Yeah, that big old mm, floppy big dick. fucking... Fact so I can't wait for the epic verse to flop, because if these people flop the, like a wiener. Here's the thing: how I have confidence, and I'm I look. If I ever got it out, and again, I'm not going to give Eric July my money, mm. but if there was a way to uh, have maybe somebody else bought it and get, send it to me <laughs> or something, I don't know. I don't care. I don't well, we know it'll be available on. Here's Amazon. the thing: I don't think I need to read it because these guys have shown me time and time again on their YouTube videos. They don't understand how fucking story structure works anyway. Yeah. And they got to decide their only criteria for a movie if it is if it's woke or not. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, literally any idea that comes into your head, you're just going to be like, well, I can't do that one. Either. And why aren't it? And why? Yeah. And why aren't? Can Eric, you imagine just getting all be, those ideas and like, why aren't the geeks and game? Why aren't the geeks and gamers crowd calling out Eric July for making a black superhero? <gasps> isn't that woke, Eric? What? By your own criteria, isn't Eric that woke? July made a black superhero. He did. A black man created a black superhero. What? That should. That's pretty fucking woke, Eric. Wow, dude. I, I don't know. And then you got fucking Josiah Neckbeard doing fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I yeah. Can't. How does he feel about Eric July? Oh, they're buddies. Yeah. They're all. They're fine. Remember, he's the token to them. Oh. That's not true. They they have they have uh, Epic Mike is black. So. Um, they don't just have I, Eric I don't, July. Have I don't know about you, uh, and I can't speak to it because I'm not. But if I'm a black guy, I don't want to be anywhere near those white guys. Seriously, ever. like look at ever. That, look at that Josiah rises. And I'm definitely not going to be doing any tweet videos or TikToks with him Josiah, in, a, in, a, in a undisclosed location in a barn somewhere in Nebraska. The Josiah because I'll never come back. The Josiah rises guy also critiqued Simon Pegg when Simon Pegg said Star Wars fans were toxic because they are. Yeah, not all. Not yeah. all Star Wars fans. Every Star Wars fan I know is a good person, because I, you know. I, <laughs> but clearly, there's some out there online yeah. who are just cocks. And he called him a little wow. bitch, and was like, Bull and I'm like, bitch. you just hit, you just proved his point. Yeah, you literally just proved his point. Yeah. Anyway, Tyler, which I've been proving, I've I've been proving the opposite of it for the last couple of minutes when I call everybody a piece of shit, <laughs> and I did make fun of his appearance, but you know, yeah, fucker. If you're gonna be like he is and. Share anti-vax meme, uh, anti-vax yeah, shit, I, and 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 yeah. Joe Biden didn't win the election shit. I nah. If you're gonna post Q nonsense, I'm gonna make fun of you. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna put yourself out there as an expert on something, and I know that you're not, and you know what, if, and I can if you, if dispute you, you, I'm gonna call you. If we you start, names. if we start making content, and you make fun of my looks, that's your right, man. Yeah, that's fine. You have, you have my my permission. That's true. Yeah, but I, 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 mean, I will, I'm bald. So. I will never make like intentional, and I will never make some f- fun of someone's. Act- like, I'm just saying, 
when you think of these internet trolls, you look at Josiah Rise and you're like, yeah, that's that's what I think of when I think of an internet troll. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> when you uh, so let's let's get into it. You know what time it is? Would you like to know more? I would like to know oh. more. Twenty-five oh. years of Starship Troopers. Oh. Can you believe it? Oh. I look at you and I think it's twenty-five years. No. Off the jump, you know, off the top. When you think about it, when you think about it, you got RoboCop and then you got Starship Troopers a couple years well, later. Well, uh, yeah, Total Recall in between. So it went RoboCop, Total Recall, Starship yeah, Troopers and, for and, Mayor and Yeah, you could put Total Recall in there, but but the main thing. Total, oh, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, Total Recall, not so much, but there are evidence, there are elements of that in that movie, of course, because I think that's kind of a Verhoeven um, kind of staple. Um, but in both the movies that we're talking about, they're almost groundbreaking in their glimpse well, into the future yeah. of media, of, of, well, and of this is the same content, of, of Robocop. consuming content and how it's consumed and everything like that. Yeah. The attention span required. If you notice in that first opening scene of Starship Troopers, they're constantly changing channels. You know, like well, they, yeah. they never stick on one thing uh, for very long. Ed, Ed Newmeyer is the guy who wrote, um, co-wrote RoboCop. He also wrote this. Of course. And so you could see the, the, the him in He's Bear great at, sat- is at, at, at satirical yeah, content. So but. I got that sick-ass Blu-ray nice. for the 25th anniversary. And I was- Sick-ass. I watched it with commentary and- no one will ever love their movies as much as Paul Verhoeven. How does he sound again? Here's a few shots. I can't even do it because it's deeper than that. <clears throat> I'm not very good at doing like a Deutsch. I also feel shots. I'm a fucking bug. Ah! Like there's like shit. <laughs> no, and we'll talk about it in the trivia and shit. Uh, I'm Clancy, a fucking bug. No, yeah. Clancy Brown was talking about how the bugs were CG, yeah, right? Yeah. But Verhoeven was hands on and was like getting an actor's face, like pretend mimicking the bug and like like this is you know trying to get the performance out of him. Yeah. And he was like, "Ah, oh, I'm a big fucking bug. I'm going to eat you!" Ah, like he would do that shit. And I just blew out the mic. And Clancy Brown was like, "I fucking love that guy." And I was like, "That I would work for that dude. Hell if, he, yes. if he's that committed to this movie and he's like, I'm a fucking bug. I'm a fucking, but off the top, can that's we talk gonna about go on a sounder. Off the jump, I'm a fucking bug." Like the cockroach under my shoe says, "Ah, clean your house." Um, fuck you, you're a cockroach. Yeah, fuck you. Um, what the fuck? Off the man? jump, Michael Ironside, unbelievable, oh, unbelievable, uh, dude. Uh, classic unbelievable. In classic in anything. That's why I mean, I have the two. They sucked his brains out. He's got such just a. a Here's the thing. The guy was born angry. It looks like you know <laughs> what I mean. Do, doesn't he look like he was born like taking no shit? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to take any shit. I'm here for business. Like, I can't imagine Michael Ironside being, like, in a comedy, like, we're in a, or in a movie where he laughs. See, that's a lot. what I would have liked to have seen. I would like to have seen him do comedy. Just to see is, if he he could... co- is he still with us? I, th- I thought he was still alive. I don't think he's, like, active, though. I, don't th- I think he's mm-hmm. done. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, I was, before we went on the air to talk about this. I have a deep connection to this movie um, because, like many, I, I I was talking about this. I realize it is kind of crazy how when you see certain, for me anyway, mm-hmm. and my wife have always and I have always talked about this. She said that um, movies have always had a deeper meaning for me. That's how I remember things. That's how I'm tied to things. So I've always loved movies. Yeah. 
And my dad really fucking loved this movie. Yeah. And <laughs> love my dad, but probably shouldn't have let me watch at the age I did. It's a little um, violent. But that's the thing that attracted me to it was the big bug fighting stuff. I totally missed any of the fidget, like the fascist themes that were going on. Oh, of course. And I remember watching those propaganda things as a kid. I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? Because it plays fun. Like even as a kid, I'm like, this doesn't. This seems weird. I was a little older, obviously, when I first saw it. Yeah. Um. I. I think I. I think I had started understanding what satire, what parody was. I think I already knew by then because you know um, I watched a lot of a lot of comedic stuff growing up and stuff. So I, I kind of had a good grasp on it. I don't think I caught too much of the um, fascist themes um, maybe on the first watch, but definitely on subsequent ones. Because yeah. the first time you watch it, you're like, yeah, fucking shooting bugs, you know. Yeah. It's a good movie. And I think that I think that's why the movie got it's hated. too bad. Yeah, Casper Van Dien should never act in anything ever again. Um, that should I think, should have been his I only think, movie. But I think that's why this movie is so hated is because, or when it came out and then, they, you know, as it's gotten, like RoboCop, it's gotten more appreciation as time has gone on, and I think it's because yeah, people missed the point of it. I think a lot of people didn't understand this is a this is what a propaganda pro war movie looks like, right? And they were doing it in such a tone to be like, and even even in his uh, com- the DVD commentary he or oh. Blu-ray commentary he opens it up saying. This movie's whole mission statement is war makes fascists of us all. Yeah. And that's coming from someone who grew up in Nazi Germany who has seen firsthand well, well, of what happened. The, the first things first is that you notice even on your first watch watching is that it is a different It's a Nazi it, propaganda well, movie. Well, it is a different society because they talk about very early on how you have to be a, a citizen to vote. And, and you don't get citizenship unless with a, you yeah, unless military you join service. the military, right. Which is Robert Heinlein, the writer of the books, actual beliefs. Heinlein, he believed yeah. that you should have to serve in the military to vote, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. And you know, there's purists that hate this movie, but I, I think like I look, I haven't read the book. I just kinda went through and, and, and watched different analysis of the book and read through the book getting ready for this. And yeah, that that book is pro war. Oh yeah, Heinlein was very pro Heinlein. war. Heinlein was very yeah. pro war. Even that, which is, and then I went in a deeper hole because then I found the. Uh, have you ever heard of the book, The Future War? Uh, I think so. And it's it deals with similar themes, but with Vietnam and like the whole idea is the soldiers are time displaced, so it feels like five minutes for them is like a thousand years. So like the book ends in the, I think the book starts in like the year twenty something and ends in the year thirty one thirty five or some shit like that. God. It's an interesting book, but uh. But he actually applauded that book because he said because that that book similar premise, but it's anti-war, right? And yeah, Starship Troopers. And look, your criticisms of the movie it still follows the book in a sense of Rico only progresses in the story not by growing as a character and getting smarter and learning. He just bowls through everything. He just decides I'm gonna jump on the back of a tanker bug. I'm going to throw a nuke in the cave. You know, like he yeah, just yeah. he gets promoted by just being a blunt instrument. And he also survives. Like it's And not he's like, one of the only survivors. It's not like he's the smartest guy in his unit by any means. In he fact, just survives. In fact, early on it's shown that he is not a good leader because he gets a guy's guy fucking killed during training exercises. And you're right. He only gets promotion by death. The only time he ever gets promoted in that At movie the end is of the when movie, everybody dies. They're all going like 
Hey, wow, we made it, huh? Crazy. And it and that's like the, by sheer yeah, luck. And by sheer luck. And that's what's so smart is it's a never ending cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's what the movie's point is. Which is dumb because the, the 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 story was written by somebody. There's no luck involved. They can just write it however they want. But if you're talking about a real like situation, the fact that they're promoted was because the other people died. Yeah. Not because they were like skilled. Yeah, especially with Rico. Oh yeah. And yeah. Talk, so, you I, the first time I saw you it. You look up the word meathead in the dictionary, you see Casper Van Dien. Yeah. What's even funnier as a younger age. What a jaw though, man. What a face. <laughs> what a what a what a fuckable face. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think you might have to edit that out. Uh, no. Casper Van Dien's a beautiful man. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fuck his face. What was it like? What was it like fucking Casper Van Dien's face? Oh no! They sucked his brains out. <laughs> Would you like to know more? Um, no, <laughs> no. Please, so God, I, when stop I saw, talking. yeah, I saw it at a younger age, and you know, it's funny. When I was younger, when I watched it, I didn't think it was funny. I didn't understand that it was funny, and that it was a satire. And then as I got older, I'm like, oh, this is a propaganda movie. Mm-hmm. So it makes it so smart. I mean, it's not funny, ha ha. It's 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 a fucking satire. It's dark. It's a beautiful right. satire because no, it ends on such a dour note. I think there might be a couple of laugh out loud moments the first time you see it, but not on subsequent viewings. But the propaganda is funny because you know it's obvious propaganda. Right. Yeah. And, but and but again, not funny. Ha ha. Like no. Ha. Ah, look at that. It's, it's, it's like you're saying. It's the same. And with, maybe it's because we're so close to it in our own society right now. That's <laughs> not so funny anymore. Well, it's because the Newmeyer and Verhoeven both. They do like you like we're talking about. They're doing what they did with RoboCop and those commercials and the pro. Well, you see them watching TV. It is such a hard cut from everything, and you're like, oh, this movie has a message. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this anti-capitalist message. It's this anti-militarization message. Well, boil it down to everything. Our society, whether you like it or not, folks. I'm about to blow society wide open for you. Okay, everything in our society is built off of advertising, whether you like it or not. That's how money is generated, and that's how money gets from one place to the next. Everything else is secondary to that. And guess what? Our society is not super great because it's based off of money generating not by creating things, but by advertising things that are already created to get you to spend more money so that they can make more ads to get you to buy. Does it it get it? Get yeah. that that cycle sucks. Well, and, and we you live in it every well, day. What, what, just what's also up. interesting about this movie is yeah. it's not directly in, in in it isn't just a critique of America. It's a critique a critique of the whole world. It's a critique of capitalism in general. Because Newmeyer says that like fascist capitalism. Because Newmeyer says fascism. it when he was talking about it, he's like his intent was to be a, a comment on yeah fascism around the world, not right. just the United States. And I think it does a good job of that. I think there's obvious, you know, with the, the way that the the guns and the glory, you know, the gun porn of the movie and all that. Yeah, that's more of the American approach to it. And but it does, it does, it though. does such a great job of, you know, the beginning is like almost from it intentionally so, is from a different movie. The mm-hmm. beginning is nine hundred two and zero, like Melrose Place, like the teen drama. You're talking with about the, the first the be- scene. The fr- 
yes, not the, forget, not the right, cold the open. Starts, I'm talking about yeah, the movie itself. Okay, cool. Yeah. Not the cold open. Yeah, it is very weird. And here's the other thing. Because it's that, such a cut. Because it has the, that amazing here's scene. Thing, here's the other thing that we keep, that we always forget when you watch, until you watch it again. It takes place in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. And these Buenos kids are, Aires, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. But it's That's in, where his parents were. Right, right, right. But later on in the movie when that place is destroyed, they're like, oh my God, there's nobody left. You know, and all their friends are dead and all that. Um, but that's another thing, because that's where it took place in the book, and and it's Juan, it's Juan Rico, not Johnny. W- right, Rico. all of that the names, all of the names are yeah, they're 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 kind of uh, they're kind of anglicized more in this movie, but um, to make it more fa- fascistic. But that's the thing that you keep forgetting, like that you're like, okay, this. So it's it's. I think it was purposely set that way so that it could avoid uh, being taken down as simply just a critique of America. But you know who the you know. And I'll let you go. You know who? Stop touching me. What? The you know who the? <laughs> you know who? Well, the, no, I would. You know who the MVP of this movie is? Michael Ironside. No. Neil Patrick Harris. No. He's great in this. Blanche from fucking Golden Girls. Oh yeah, I forgot. Right. She's the blinded lady. The fucking doctor, dude. Oh, but that's another. Okay, so stop. Sh- talk, her not, monologue. Stop talking. <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm kidding. No, no, but it. her monologue is great. I'll jump off of what stop you're saying. Stop touching me. What I want to say ties into that. So <laughs> fit, I'll jump off what you're saying. No, no, I, I was just saying that uh, bef- so that we could both because I knew you were kind of overlooking her, just or you hadn't thought about her. But that scene to me is one of the best ones. Well. Okay, so especially knowing that Denise Richards probably had to hold that oatmeal my, in her mouth for like ten minutes while they filmed the scene. Like, the, 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 sorry, the, the difference to have that like super gory and graphic cold open, and then to have like this melodrama, teenage melodrama. Mm. It's from a different movie, and it's wooden, and it's soap opera y and that's oh the, yeah. But that's the point because they're trying trying to drive home and like, look, they live in this perfect society that's so great, but then. When you see every adult outside of Johnny's parents, when you see every adult that is served, they're mangled. Yes. The dude he says it made me the man I am today has a robot arm, no legs. Blanche from Golden Girls, she's blinded, so a bug probably like acid her eyeballs out or something. Michael Ironside, who at the beginning of this movie is saying war is good and violence is the only way to solve political disputes, has has one arm. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so fucking laying it on, and you don't and think about it when you first see it, but then when you start watching it again and you start picking up on these themes, it's such a... Another aspect... It is a dumb action movie, but yeah. it's also a smart satire. Another aspect of the movie that kind of gets overlooked, and I think this is kind of important to the movie as well, is there are good performances in this movie, but the direction that he gave his actors, the younger ones, was great because they they are stilted. Um... If you saw these people act that way, if you saw these actors act that way in another movie, you'd be like, that was a shitty acting job. But because you see them acting that way in this movie, which is how they're supposed to kind of, they're supposed to kind of be wooden caricatures. Yeah. They're, they're not they supposed are. to have a lot of depth. And so his direction to get them to act that way and to be pretty shallow characterizations, because that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be disposable characters. Yeah. And the, well, and then the movie itself has a love, uh, love square because yeah. Rico loves Carmen, but Carmen loves the other pilot dude, and Dizzy loves oh, and, Rico. You know, and by the way, it's still really problematic when the when the when Diz dies, and she's like, "Oh, I don't mind. That I just because I got to fuck Johnny, so I'm okay dying." Like, they literally fucked in the scene. I think before I don't that. think I don't think Starship Troopers um, passes the Bechdel test. You, if you're gonna do that, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. You're right? Gonna, you're just gonna piss on every legacy. 
<laughs> uh, so, Tyler. Uh-huh. Would you like to know more? Let's get in some trivia. No. Okay. <laughs> this is from IMDb Trivia. So Sweet. I'll bet you I'm going to get them all right. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm just oh. telling you some fun facts. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> in a 2016 <laughs> interview, Casper Dan- Van Dien revealed a funny incident where he was picking up his two daughters from school. I went by a line at school to pick up my kids. You know, you drive up to the school, and when I get there, there are six 10 to 8-year-old boys hanging out with my daughters. I pull up in the line, and the boy goes, Johnny Rico! <laughs> Why didn't you tell us your dad was Johnny Rico? And I said, what are you boys doing, watching Starship Troopers? And they said, our dads made us watch it with them. Then my daughters get in the car, and my 10-year-old says, Dad, were you really naked in Starship Troopers? And I said, yeah. And she said, how could you do that to me? And my 8-year-old daughter says, wait, like naked, naked? And I said, yep. And she said, oh, my God, my life is ruined. And that was the longest three-minute car ride of my life. (laughs) Kids. You know that that is kind of an interesting story, but my uh my real big um like he is uh the six eight to ten year old boys whose dads made them watch it. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a sign. Uh, don't it, become a fascist. If it was to be, don't become a fascist. Then great, but I <laughs> seriously doubt it. Uh, speaking dads of, that make their kids watch that. Speaking of the shower scene, they don't seem like. <laughs> speaking of the shower scene. Uh, director Paul Verhoeven and star Dina Meyer and Casper Van Dien confirmed that Van, uh, Verhoeven and cinematographer Jost Vanko shot the co-ed shower scene in the nude themselves on a dare from Meyer. On the day of the shoot, Verhoeven has, was asked the cast to do a little fashion show without fashion so they could get comfortable being naked. And when the cast was reluctant, reluctant to disrobe, Verhoeven asked them what the big deal was, to which Meyer said, Paul, if it's no big deal, why don't you do it? Mm. Quite unexpectedly, Paul Verhoeven got undressed, as well as Vanko, who had been raised in a nudity camp. Oh, my story. God. Okay. After initial shock, Van Dien reportedly yelled, oh, God, oh, Dina, why? And a loud laugh from the cast in the scene was filmed without problems. So he's like, what's the big deal? I'm going to take my clothes off. Look at my bag. I'm going to kill you. I'm a swinging Dutchman. Flying Dutchman. That's what he calls his dick. Swinging Dutchman. Got it. No, I want to be Paul Verhoeven, the come on the show, and I can ask you what you call your penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to get... That's me too. That's too far. What? Really? I feel like that's sexual harassment if I ask a man about his penis. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think if somebody asked me... It, I, I guess it depends. Well, if, if I ask if you, if somebody asked me like what what I called my penis, first of all, I don't really have a name for it. Secondly, why but did I, you ask me that? I don't think. I, yeah, it, I, uh, yeah. First off, but you know what? I like the response. First off, I don't know why. You, I, I don't, don't have a name. I don't have a name for it. I don't know why. You might want to cut that part out. Um, <laughs> shit. You know what? We could just cut this whole damn. So cut the whole episode. There's too many, too many cuts need to be made. This is the episode where we tell people who we really are. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was often called Doogie Himmler uh, whenever he wore the military intelligence yeah. uniform as it bore resemblance to SS uniforms. Yeah, a little bit. The name is a joke after Harris's TV show, Doogie Heather. Uh, oh, is that what it was a reference? I, know, I, I, I always love it when IMDb is like, okay, I get that, and then they add that extra line. Well, well, you know, Doogie Howser. I'm like, well, I fucking know. Can I make a point for that real quick? Doogie Himmler, I mean. Can I make a point for that real quick? Yeah. When Stranger Things had that thing with uh, Master Puppets, and Master of Puppets like became like a huge thing with all these younger this uh, younger audience, and there were all these douchebag motherfuckers trying to gatekeep them. You know, like you don't fucking know, you know, 
I'm a 42 year old man and you don't know Metallica. Like, why would you be mad that like a 15 year old likes yeah, music? You know what I mean? Yeah, don't be a gatekeeper, man. So what I was just saying there, I was kind of gatekeeping a little bit, wasn't I? I'm sorry, man. Uh, hey. I'm sorry. So, you know, we talked earlier how they meet the guy with the prosthetic arm and the no legs when they meet him. Uh, that is Robert David Hall. Mm. Uh, he has both leg- He had to have both legs amputated after a car crash in 1978. Mm. So uh, he got to appear in this. He also appeared in CSI uh, in 2000 as a medical examiner, Dr. Mm. Al Robbins. Wow. Where he wears prosthetic legs and a crutch. Wow. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. No, but the reason why I was talking about the gatekeeping, like sometimes, you know, yeah, we obviously get it, but sometimes... You know, there's people who don't know that, who don't know that story, that other story, you know. They're, look, you and I, people like us are actually few and far between who, like, know, like, a lot of movie quotes and shit. I know more people who are like, how do you do that? And I don't think I'm exceptional. I think you're exceptional for not knowing all that stupid shit and not having that crap in your head. Mm-hmm. I like having it all in my head and stuff, but so anyway. Back to what I was saying earlier, most of the arachnids on the film are mm. CGI. However, they did have life-size robot uh, models that Paul Tippett made. Well, right. Well, However, they... uh, during the battle scenes, the actors wound up looking at director Paul Ho- Verhoeven himself, <laughs> who would stand in front of them <laughs> and jump and scream at them and chasing them with a broom to elicit reactions after attempting to generate some of the fearsome fero- fearsomeness of a 12-foot space ant. And what would that have sounded like, Jake? Quincy Brown affectionately described the actor as a nutbag, giving it to jumping up and down with a bullhorn going, I'm a big fucking bug, I'll kill you. He goes, I loved him. It was so much fun. That sounds like it'd be fun. To have your director just being a- I'm a big fucking bug. You know what I mean? Just to have a director be a goddamn lunatic to get you to believe that there's a bug in front of you. It's just amazing. Uh, during filming, Jake Busey suffered a heat stroke after working all day in the 120-degree desert sun. Mm. It stopped production for a week when he covered several large holes. Uh, when he recovered, several large holes were cut in his uniform to show so he could cool off. And many other cast members' suits had this modification as well. Uh, they had to cut off the sleeves and just wear like black shirts underneath because it was so hot when they were shooting in the... Planet P, I think, is the one where they're in the T-shirts because that's where he... Can we no. talk about the tanker bug? How look, it looks like it was made in 1997, but a lot of the CGI in this actually doesn't look bad. No. It surprisingly still holds up. Yeah. Um there's a lot of and I noticed when I was watching it and I'll give you credit cuz Verhoven, he does talk about his shots. And he's like, "Okay, so like and he did actually I want to laugh cuz because okay, he, because he just loves his movies so much, <laughs> but he's so descriptive of it cuz he like when the first time you see <laughs> Carmen pilot a ship, he explains Okay, the the ship is CGI, but like the things that, the the ship is. I'm not gonna do the whole voice. Come on, the ship going through the other ones. Those are all miniatures, and they just generated the ship going through. Most of the ships are miniatures, and okay. they, that's. And again, I've said it a million times. I like miniatures because it has real light touching it, and it has that physical appearance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. That's why the Star Wars shit holds up so well because yeah. it's almost all miniatures. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, that's you don't really, and you actually the shepherd CGI, I, I, the the CPG, okay, So inside is the set, but and then but then when it flies, it's a CGI, and it flies through <laughs> just the miniatures. He's never coming on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. He's got to be up there though. I mean, I don't think he does much. I mean, he's, he's an old dude. 
Casper uh, Randine Dean still gets stopped and asked about his role because I mean, what other movies is he in? <laughs> he was in uh, Tarzan. Oh, was yeah. the other like big budget thing he was in, and then it was pretty much over for Quote, him. Quote: I get tweeted about it. I just did a funny show called Crunch Time. That's going to come out. I don't know when this was. This quote was come out, and the whole thing is basically I was playing the perfect version of myself, but a lot of the quotes I was doing were from Starship Troopers. He also did a movie called Noobs, where he played a version of himself and the quotes from Starship Troopers again. And then there's been a lot of movies where I've been I've done quotes from Starship Troopers over and over again because this movie just it's a part of who I am. My daughter sent a meme recently where it's like desire to know more and it's a headshot of me from starship troopers and i put that as my profile image and everyone said hey i'm glad you're embracing your meme and i'm like i don't know what that means but i guess i'm doing it and he starts laughing i do kind of feel bad that people only view him as johnny rico but that is funny that he's actually and i actually heard an interview about this with scott Stapp, uh where he talks about scott Stapp. no hear me out he he he's in the same way where like he embraces the Creed memes. He thinks the Creed memes are funny because he's like, at least people are talking about me still twenty years later. You know, at least at least Creed had some sort of impact. But that's what happens when you have kids. They just I feel way worse for Casper Van Dien than I do for Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still a shitty dude. But you know, because uh, as far as I know, Casper Van Dien never stood up on stage and pretended to be Jesus. I know Scott Stapp did that a lot. While drunk. So shut the fuck up. Sorry. That was mean. Sorry. So Michael Ironside uh, mm-hmm. said in an interview mm-hmm. that this is what he, he had a conversation with Paul Verhoeven about the movie, uh-huh. uh, who grew up, of course, as I mentioned, in occupied Netherlands. And Michael Ironside said, why are you doing a right-wing fascist movie? Verhoeven replied, if I tell the world that a right-wing fascist way of doing things doesn't work and no one will listen to me. So I'm going to make a perfect fascist world. Everyone is beautiful. Everything is shiny. Everyone has big guns and fancy ships, but the only good thing it is for is killing bugs. I was like, he gets it. He gets it. Yep, nailed it. Yeah. Um, uh, the door's shut. He wants to go upstairs. Um, any other things you want to talk about in the movie? Because uh, I only have a couple other little factoids. I no. Up. I, I, again, I think that... There's so many things that are fascinating about it because, like, on one hand, you have these over-the-top, extremely violent scenes. Like, when you go back and you watch the pilot dude getting his brain sucked out... It's pretty fucking visceral, dude. It is is very over-the-top. But you see the guy's eyes next to her face too. So you see the like you see his face get sucked hollow, right? Yeah, and his eyes roll back. It's very graphic. Yes, yeah. I remember. I I mean, I've seen it recently. um, But that was the one thing that always tripped me out. Every rewatch that I've done in the movie, if I make it that far, because sometimes you just watch it for a little bit just for something to watch. Um, Yeah, but and you kind of have to be. Like, tonight when I get home, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the whole thing because it's fucking blast. But um, I've seen that movie so many times. Right. Me, I have too. But um, yeah, yeah. the most recent time I watched it, I remember being kind of taken aback. Like, I don't remember this being that graphic when he gets killed, you know? And they're pretty... They're not nice to these hostages. Like, don't they keep them on the ground by, like, stabbing them through the shoulder and shit? The, the bugs? bugs? Yeah. So, but, but there's arguments to be made, and they don't say it out loud in the movie. But I think there's implications that humans started it. Oh yeah, that of the course. bugs are defending their planets, and the humans are the invading 
factor. Yeah. The movie doesn't outright say that mm-hmm. because it's not going to. Because but the book does. Book heavily implies it. Yeah, and well. the book's message is a little bit more of pro-war and yeah. the only way to achieve peace is through conflict. And it kind of ends the same way where Rico takes over uh, Ironside's battalion in the book. He does the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Paul Verhoeven famously actually said he could not finish the book. He did not like it. He read like the first fifty or so pages, and like mm. this fucking thing sucks. So, <laughs> so maybe maybe it's there's not that to good. It. Uh, it's a tough read. Yes, but yeah. Uh, also, Johnny. The reason uh, Juan Rico is Johnny Rico. The intentional reason for that is Paul Verhoeven wanted to make him have more Aryan features. So yeah. he wanted a more white, blue-eyed European. To kind of drive home, because if you didn't get it, they're in the Nazis. You're you're following the Nazis in this movie. In case you weren't aware. I mean, if you didn't get the fucking and uh, one more thing, Neil Patrick Harris's character. After I've watched this movie, Tyler, I couldn't even tell you how many times. Yeah. At no point did I actually sit down and focus on uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character, and I'm like, you didn't. He's a dickhead. Oh, he's an asshole. He's evil. This whole movie. He does not. He mocks Johnny's score. He tell he he's annoyed by his fucking pet. Where he tells it go upstairs, get out of my face, yeah. like you fucking with everything. Or no, he makes it go. Mind controls it to go fuck with his mom. Right? What a dick. Uh, he knew that people were gonna die when he sent them to Planet P, but he wanted them to go so he can see if there's the brain bug. Yes. So like he's arguably one of the villainous characters, but he is still the friend of the main character because these are the bad people you're following. And the they all end up together, yeah. It's the same shot. Yeah. Where the three of them are at the school, yep, yep. and they say, no matter what, we got to save friends. It's the same shot when they're all cheering that their enemy's scared of them. This movie is not a happy ending. It is, And it's such a brilliant takedown of fascism, and mm. it's such a beautiful way of saying, like, this is where it leads. Mm. This is what war does. Mm. And you, and forgive and, all the plot holes, like the fact that a boulder that size would wipe out all life on the planet. Um, forgetting about the fact that it would take however long to get from here to there, and that if it was moving that fast, um, that ship would have no chance to uh, to uh, dodge it. <laughs> Um, I mean, if you look at the science of the movie a lot, it is pretty crap, but yeah, that's why it's a fucking movie, folks. I, this is one of those sci-fi movies. There, It's it's rare when I'm watching a sci-fi movie and I get all technical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you can convince, convincingly make, you know, the scene work, whether the science is real or not, and I'm not talking about fantastical bullshit. I'm talking about, you know, relatively... In, you know, relatively, you know, layman's terms type shit. If you could make me believe that it's a, you know, that it, it works, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna question you. I mean, yeah, when I first saw the movie, I thought it was odd that they dodged this really slow boulder, and then a couple of days later, they hear about it uh, hitting Earth, and I'm like, wait, where the fuck are they, and where's this other planet? That <laughs> wait a sec, you know, and when yeah. you when you boil it down, it it doesn't hold up under scrutiny. But that's the point. Yeah, it's to, it's fiction, you know. It's, right. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to say, "All right, okay." Yeah. You know what? I'll bet you probably can't even get sucked into a video but, game like in Tron either. But that's again, it goes back to the thing too. <laughs> Fucking liars! Look how advanced this pu- perfect society is, but and then all they do is go and fight wars. Yeah. They they've learned how to travel through space with warped speed, and they still just use it for military purposes. Yeah. 
which is so fucking sad because it's still so true today. And it's and when you think about it, when you think about it too, how um, a lot of the planets are named like Planet P and like Kondaku. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Planet P. That's where the brain bug is. is Planet P. Planet. Also, I will say the third act is kind of anticlimactic. A little bit because they had well, they had the huge fights. Well, they had Uh, they had that big fight on Planet P. Right with the with the uh, the abandoned uh, and Ironside outpost. And uh, and Ironside visit by it. Yep. And then Dizzy dies. Mm. They go back. Then they're like. Then he's like Neil Patrick Harris at the funeral. Is like, yeah, we kind of knew those people were gonna die. I just I kind of sent you out there because that's what you do. And then, which makes me laugh, is Rico bitches about that, but then Rico still does it. Rico, because Rico's thought is like, I'm only good at being a soldier. I'm not smart. Uh my girlfriend doesn't want to be with me. I just know how to kill things. Not a good way either, because he gets. W- You're right. Think about it. If you if you line this movie up, Rico is not a good hero because, because no, he's well, I mean, he, not smart. He is a good hero because he fails and you have he takes hero. orders, but he's not a good leader. His, no. he someone dies in a live fire exercise. A live fire. Dean Morris, unbelievable, or Dean Norris. I mean, uh, Breaking Bad. He's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Live fire exercise. That's how he says it. Would you like to know more? Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, he get he gets stat he gets fucked up on Klandaku yep. at the beginning of the movie. Yep. Uh, Dizzy dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's not the greatest. And yeah, the way it ends, the two people that they were gonna be with, that Carmen and Rico are like, we're not meant for each other. They die. Vicious deaths. So then they're brought back together. They don't end and up And they don't together. even like each no. other. No. They don't even like each other. No. And then we end the movie beautifully. We bookend it the way it started with a propaganda film. And now it's all of them in the propaganda film. And it's like, it's just a cycle. Generation after generation. And it's such a brilliant end. And uh, I love that movie. And well, I'm to watch it when I the older I've gotten, the more I've loved it. Yeah. Well, it's, all right. It's, Tyler, uh-huh. uh, finish your thought. No, I'm just saying, like it's it's one of those movies that's it's 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 an all timer. Um, it's 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 relatively, um, what's the word? It's relatively kind. Of, like it's it's not. You don't have to really devote a lot of your brain to it, if that makes sense. Like it's it's not like a lot of other sci-fi movies. It's 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 almost it's very straightforward. It's almost more action than sci-fi. Um, so that you can you can. It's a lazy Sunday. Yeah. You know, type of movie, and and here's the thing: is you're never going to be sitting there like in the middle of the movie, going, "Man, how much more time is?" You know what I mean? Like it's pretty, it's pretty tight. Hey man, there's not a HB- lot of filler. When it was on HBO, you know, I just it was on. Might as well watch it. That's what I'm just saying. Like, I mean, when it comes yeah. down to it, that's one of those movies like Beverly Hills Cop and like a couple other ones that if I Robo if I got Cop. nothing going on right now, man, let's just be honest. Most like. Mayor Hoven's action movies are movies I'll always watch. Total Recall I watched the other day again. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Ah, that fucking, but that prosthetic. Dude, he looks like he's on fucking uh, crack. The when prosthetic to, is yeah. so gnarly, though. Oh, yeah. And ah. especially the lady, the lady, or the, the Two face weeks. underneath. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quid. Guess who else is in that yeah, movie? Yeah, Michael Eisen. Mm. They sucked his brains out. <laughs> Let's talk about the long. Michael Ironside. Michael, Michael, Michael. Ironside. Ironside. 
That's it's not in the sad. long box. What's wow. What are we talking about this week? What are we talking about? What are you talking about? What am I talking about? Because you lied. You changed your long box on me. No, I, I'm. it's still Mars Attacks. But is it, uh, are we going first? Who's going first? I'll go first. I think you went first last time. I'll go first. I don't I fucking, I don't fucking about care about this show anymore, dude. Wow. <laughs> fucking wow. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I uh, I was alive when Mars Attacks first came out. For those of you who don't know, Mars Attacks was this um, uh, Tops, I believe it was Tops, put out this card set back in the 50s called Mars Attacks, and it was these incredibly gruesome and very visceral, like very violent and, and uh, you know, whatever card set of like these... Um, these big-brained Martian, you know, characters just, you know, vaporizing people and shit. It was, yeah. it, and and they they became cult classics. They became very sought after by collectors and everything. And uh, one person who was a huge fan of the set when he was a kid was Tim Burton. So even though there's no real plot in the cards, I mean, it's just you know vignettes on each card. Yeah. Um, they made one up, and they decided to Tim Burton, uh, fresh from I think. Edward Scissorhands. He was riding on a high in the '90s. Um, this one wasn't a huge critical success, I think, or no. sorry, a huge commercial success. I think it got it, it, it got was pretty good critical praise. Fairly, yeah, fairly decent. Um, some some of the see, some of the effects still hold up, hold up. Some of them do not. Those aliens do not look good. You know what doesn't look good is it. St- the movie starts off and these uh, people are like, this guy's bringing the mail to this farm town, and they're all like. Do you smell something? And like, yeah, that's and they see some like light off in the distance. And uh an entire herd of cows on fire comes running past the farm. And uh it doesn't look good. It's not <laughs> you can tell there's not really burning cows. Yeah, set those cows on fire. Come, Come on, on, man, what the fuck? Harm some animals. ASPCA. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, do not harm me. Now the movie, the movie is pretty insane in general. It, it's it's a it's a pretty great showpiece for Burton and his his stuff. But uh, you know whether you like it or not, I I it was okay. Um, I I'm not a Sarah Jessica Parker fan. I kind of don't like looking at her, and <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I don't. And um, it's just me. And and it's nothing against her. I just it's just when she's in a movie, I'm like, I I just really don't really. It's hard for me to watch. Sorry. Um, but uh, she's a big part of the movie, so um, it, it, it doesn't matter. The point is, well, I feel like I'm just tearing down just certain yeah, parts. No, you're doing, nice. you're doing I, it's not nice to make. I don't like looks. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's not that at all. It's just I, I'm not a fan of like her acting she, style, don't think she's her a good voice. Actress, yeah. I, I really, yeah. I, I'm just, I, yeah. Sorry about that, so I guess. Just, so you're just sexist. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, but um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but she's a big name. Yeah. Uh, and among others, let me just read this to you because when I was watching the movie, they start off with Bing that rhymes. cold open. Shh. Rain. Shut up. He's in it. Jack stop Nicholson. ruining. Stop ruining my fucking long box. They start off with the cows, and then they do an entire opening segment, uh, CGI with all these you know names. Let me just read off: Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Annette Bening, Pierce Brosnan. Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, Rod Steiger, Tom Jones, the fucking singer. Well, yeah, there's a scene in Vegas. Lucas Haas, Natalie Portman, Jim Brown. No, it's Jim Brown. Wow. Racist. I could have sworn Ving Paul Winfield, dude. The cop from Terminator. Shit, that was Jim Brown, wasn't it? 
But yeah, I know Pam him. Greer, yeah, yeah. Jack Black. Okay. Oh yeah, that's early on. Right. Ray yeah. J. Brand. Uh, Joe Don Baker. Christina Applegate. Uh, and I think that's pretty much that's the good one. Christina uh, Applegate. Right. And I'm just looking at some of the other stuff. Veronica Corningstone. But the the thing is is. You know, sometimes you you forget about movies where at the time. You just wonder, like, man, how the fuck did they wrangle all those people together to make that movie? Cause yeah, the, that's a big at that guess, time, especially at, at that time. At that time, that was, like, all the big names in movies, pretty much. A lot of them. I forget that Jim Brown was in a couple of movies. I forgot he actually... He's been in a shitload of movies. I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Classic film. Mm-hmm. Classic film. Anything else you want to add to Marseille? No, if you're, uh, it, it's it's not a bad movie. It's kind of a fun little, you know, quick little. The movie, the it's part not super long, where the alien is like a woman, always freaked me out. Y- well, because she's freaky. Yeah, that whole scene is like ugh, unnerving. Well, they also they built it in such a way. Uh, I remember when the movie came out and they were talking about all the special effects because my brother used to get Fangoria and yeah. and those magazines. So I, that's how I kind of got magazines. to know magazines. Face. You see the tear go down his face. No, but I remember um, one of the things that they talked about when they made because she was on her own, kind of a um, a pop culture staple, um, kind of a model or whatever. And when they made the character, they did the special effects in such a way that her head is is like noticeably smaller than a human's head should be. And her hair is so big because of the head. But here's the thing: is we have as humans. We have a built-in thing in our brains that causes terror and or fight-or-flight response when we see generally human people with really inhuman traits. Yeah. It freaks us out on a primal level. And they were talking about how the very well, yeah, act... yeah, it's the Uncanny Valley thing, the too. Very, yeah. Right. The very act of making... Like, that's all they really did. That's why did. it freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. And it, it literally creates terror in people who watch it because they're like, there's they something can't put their off. finger on yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but there's something way wrong with that. And I always thought that was kind of neat because it's like it was such a little thing. And until you until you know that you don't, next time you see it, you'll be like, yeah, that's weird because um, it's not it's not super, you know, it's not ju- doesn't jump out at you. But next time you watch it, you'll be like, yeah, her fucking head is fucking creepy once you know it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. I always thought that was interesting. All right, my turn. There's also the brown note, folks. Okay. The brown note. You know, for there's there's psychological things that cause terror. I don't in think human the beings. brown note exists. There is a there is a frequency. Play it. Find it and play it. There is a frequency. It's there's not a frequency that makes somebody shit their pants, but there What's is frequency. Kenneth, it shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the frequency? Kenneth, as you shitting on your shoes. Um. <laughs> Mine is another video game, so Tyler's pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Broforce. So Broforce is a game that came out in 2015. Uh, I saw it on sale on my PlayStation for $3. I heard about it. It looked fun. I picked it up. And uh, I don't know why I'm giving you a whole rundown on this. It was a crisp August morning on Lake Wobegon. <laughs> That was my first bowl of yummy mummy. <laughs> anyway, I play it's it's single player, but it's a lot more fun co-op because everything's fun co-op. Where the women are strong, 
the men are tall, <laughs> are fighting terrorists. So the whole uh, what the fuck? No, the whole the whole game is you play uh, and you you just it's like a two D side scroller. Yeah. Uh, eight bit Contra style. What? Contra style. Kinda, yeah. Love and uh, every but every time you die, you have to have there's like a captive that you have to free, and that's a different hero. So like you could be like there's a Judge Dread one, there's a Rambo one, Terminator, Commando. So like pretty much any 80s 90s action. They even have a fucking Neo character that you could run around and like nice. punch people and stop bullets and like it's like if I had an opportunity to make a video game, this would be kind of the game I would make. And it's so much fun. It's even more fun to play as a friend. But my, Ashley and I, were, we played that for like four out, five hours straight one night. Because the kid was sleeping well. We're like, let's just fucking take advantage. Let's play some play some bro force, bro. <laughs> and the game is just so silly and over the top. And like, there's a whole moment. And this, they have like, they have characters that are suicide bombers. that have like dynamite attached to them and they run into you. Yeah. And there's one sequence where he was going up to it and then it cuts to a cutscene and it looks like it's going to be a boss battle. And this dude, <laughs> this terrorist, it shows his whole life flash before his eyes before he blows you up. And it's like him being a baby and growing to school and like finding someone and marrying them and starting a family. And then he blows up and he doesn't hit you, he just blows up. And I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> There's a couple of sequences that are like that, and this is like this overly top ridiculous video game, and it's so much fun. But it gets really hard. There's actually like a difficulty curve to it, and uh, I don't know if we'll ever beat it. But there's also one. It, there's like uh, the bride is in it from Kill Bill. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, do you ever remember Fra- Frankenstein's? Remember, 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 do you ever remember the uh, the Grindhouse movies with Tarantino? Oh yeah, and Robert Rodriguez. The Sherry, the stripper with the machine gun leg, she's they make a character like her, but it sucks because you can't necessarily move correctly, so you have to like shoot your way up with the gun. So I made Ashley laugh so hard once because I just said fuck it and I held the button and I'm like I can't control my leg and I just ran into this base and blew up this whole base and killed myself. And she was like, oh, she's just in tears. And this is like midnight, one o'clock, and we we're like, we need to stop playing this game. But bro, force, big fan. Uh. Tyler, what? You know what time it is? Oh, fuck. It's about that time when you say, "Hey, what's in my ass?" Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do we end the show? I think I found it. <laughs> it was um, in my ass the whole time. Well, um. No, uh, I had a great show. Um, look like, forward to having another one. I like next how week. We, we do the playout music. <laughs> had a great show, great yeah. time. Can't, uh, I got, can't I got my feet up on the yeah, desk. About to have a go have a cigarette, so that, that's always nice. I took my tie off. Yeah, yeah, we wear suits to this. It's very serious. You fucking better believe it. Saturday afternoon hey, in a suit. Just because you can't see me doesn't mean I can't see myself. I can see myself. I, I want to look good for me. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Um, uh, we should probably plug some stuff while the music's playing. Um, uh, I'm on Spotify now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing T-Bird. Yep. 
Yep. So sexy. Thanks for watching in the uh, barbarian uh, video. I yeah, we we keep uh, sixty nine views by the way. Do nice. not you know sign up. You subscribe on the YouTube channel and then you get notifications because I have a click uh, that bell, dog. I have a notification on the subscriptions and that's how I know when Jake puts up new shit because I don't put up man. That's how it works. I suck. I don't do any content. Did we? I didn't think we could end it. We did. We Holy went to shit! The end. Well, how long is it? Three minutes. Like 30. You're like, you're the one who made it. How, how do you know how, how long it is? Uh, uh, to wrap other stuff, we got a couple more projects coming. Um, yeah, Arigato in January. Uh, finish up the dumps, music stuff. Uh, one Shots, which yep. is something. Um, I'm going to have stuff on two things. I'm going to have one on like me just talking about how much I love God of War, and then I will have a review of God of War on that at some point. And don't forget about the UConn at University of Massachusetts game today. No, no, it was last football. night. It was the cum. Oh, the cum, the cum ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. um, also, Who's playing? Cum. Also, uh, coming to the channel. Um, coming to the channel. Dumpster diving, where we look at really shitty movies. Our first one. Uh, two Laquisha. years in the making. Laquisha. Uh, so look out for that. Wasn't that funny? How I how I how I reminded you that we had already talked about this. <laughs> we talked about it on Tinfoil Radio, didn't we? We did. Yeah. That, that was too quiet. We'll try it again. <laughs> What was too quiet? Oh. And that's it. Oh, Pale Off Job here with Jake and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs>